So is the sound okay? Can you just lift your thumb if it is? No. It's not okay. Okay. Yeah. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna. Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Krishna Krishna. Okay, you can hear now. Yes, thank you. That's very good. Okay, Hare Krishna. Technology and all the way from India, Vrindavan. Uh, you cannot just make a connection via the internet with the spiritual world. It takes a little bit more. Obviously, it takes uh, it takes mercy. It takes eagerness, and uh, so um, here we are. Um, Vihom. So yesterday we had a, um, a substantial parikrama with uh, lots of kirtan, and uh, and it was nice. It was just. Uh, um, we also spoke. We spoke about uh, Uddhava, and Uddhava being uh, none other than Paramananda Puri in the pastimes of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. And how Paramananda Puri was such a disciple that Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu said, Today, Madhavinda Puri is standing in front of me in the form of Paramananda Puri. In other words, the Guru is in front of me in the disciple. Now that's quite something. Yeah? That's what it means to uh, to be a disciple. Uh, it's uh, we are not such disciples. I'm certainly not. Uh, so we're looking at uh, at mercy to compensate and. Uh, but at the same time, mercy is never cheap. Um, mercy can be attracted by um, by serious surrender. Yeah. So first comes comes surrender, and then in the end, there there's the mercy. Of course, Krishna says, "Ye yatamam prapadyante tamstataiva bhajami aham." As you surrender. 
unto me, I will reward you accordingly. At the same time, mercy is costless. And if Krishna so desires, then he can also uh, just, although we are not deserving, he can just shower us with mercy. And Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, and even more so, Nichananda Prabhu, are, uh, are like that. Uh, they are showering mercy where it's not deserved. And Srila Prabhupada also, uh, I forgot who said it in the last few days. Maybe it was Preetu Prabhu, that, I think so, that Prabhupada <coughs> uh, created our pious activities. So it's not about who we were in the last life. It is about simply that special, causeless mercy. No. So our connection with Srila Prabhupada. Um, when Srila Prabhupada was in, in America, he at one point said that he would go anywhere where they would buy him uh, air tickets and give some tickets for himself, the secretary, servants, and give a donation, a substantial donation to the book fund. So Rilai Nanda Maharaj did so, and Prabhupada went to Gainesville. Now Gainesville was really in those days absolutely in the middle of nowhere. And I mean, a tiny little country town. But things really developed in Gainesville. Um, Gainesville is now very famous for its university program, which uh, has been going on for four or five decades on campus. And uh, uh, so many people have uh, taken prasadam. Um, it is said that uh, Dasarat Prabhu, uh, am I thrown out or? Okay, I can go on. Huh? Dasarat Prabhu was, uh, was wanting to open a restaurant in, uh, in Gainesville. And uh, he went to the mayor to ask the mayor for a favor to sign the permissions. So when he came there, the mayor received him and he was just making his, uh, his presentation, you know, like, uh, vegetarian, restaurant, blah, 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 blah. and the mayor said, uh, interrupted him and said, uh, do you have some of that food? Right. And Dasarat uh, said, yes, of course, you know, and, and arranged it really quick. And uh, then full plate of prasadam, the mayor ate the full plate of prasadam and said, what do you want me to sign? <laughs> and then he just signed it and he said, in university, I used to eat this food all the time. So the, uh, the Gainesville uh, Prasadam distribution program is very famous. Now in Gainesville, there's also uh, Kalakanta Prabhu has started, disciple of Srila Prabhupada has started a Krishna house, an ashram for students, where students live. And uh, 
And these Krishna houses, now he has a whole bunch of Krishna houses. Started in Gainesville, but now there are Krishna houses all over the world, or not all over, all over America. And uh, <clears throat> one sec, we're doing something. So there are such Krishna houses all over America. And, and we can just see <clears throat> very close, 20 kilometers away from uh, Gainesville is Alachua, which is the, uh, yeah, the biggest community of Hare Krishna devotees in the world. And uh, like a village type of arrangement, everyone has his own block of land. And then in the middle there is a, is a, a temple piece of land and so on. But we can just see how the blessings of Srila Prabhupada worked in that place. Just because he went there, that place so much evolved. There, there's no doubt that Prabhupada's special mercy manifested there. So this is what we are looking for. Uh, we're looking for this special mercy um, of Srila Prabhupada. That is... Um, the first thing, right? It doesn't matter. <clears throat> it doesn't matter who our guru is. Uh, nowadays, so many gurus and, uh, and people have relationships with their individual gurus, right? But it is through the association of the, of the spiritual master that we are meant to become servants of Srila Prabhupada. He is Prabhupada. Um, the one at whose lotus feet all masters sit. So, um, Vrindavan is, uh, is the place where Srila Prabhupada uh, did many things. He developed the project. He opened the temple and worshipped Krishna Balaram and he was so pleased, he engaged Surabi in designing the temple. And Srila Prabhupada also left his body in Vrindavan. Uh, that was his desire to leave in the Holy Dham. So yeah, here more than anywhere, um, we are, um, now that the months of Kartik has begun, um, Srila Prabhupada's disappearance day is the biggest festival in the month of Kartik. It is more important than Bahulastami, which is the appearance day of Radha Kund. Uh, um, Maharaj wrote a book which uh, I like. It's called The Samadhi Diary. And this book, you can download it from the internet, sdglegacy.com, or Orikamna, sdglegacy. And then you can download it and uh, Samadhi Diary. So, Satsuru Maharaj is pointing out that for him, the two holiest places in the entire Vindavan are Prabhupada's house and Prabhupada's Samadhi. And I can completely relate to that uh, because it's there where I connected. It's there where I joined. It's there where I began to chant daily japa in Prabhupada's house. It's there 
where I connected with Srila Prabhupada early in the morning for Mangalarti in Prabhupada's Samadhi. So, Bahulastami uh, is coming up on the 18th very soon. Um, I will be giving a class on that day in the Krishna Bhagavan Temple. And, uh, and of course, you know, that is great mercy of, of Lord Chaitanya because Radhakund was forgotten. It was no longer known to the, uh, to the general public. The local villagers had no idea. But Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu identified Radhakund, Shamakund, and subsequently it, uh, it was later Raghunadas Goswami who <coughs> developed uh, Radhakund, Shamakund as the Mahant with the help of a wealthy businessman who became inspired uh, by a dream because that businessman was on the way to Haridwar to give a big donation and do something in Haridwar, but then he had a dream and that it said he should instead go to Vindavan and give the donation to Raghunadas Goswami. So then all the gods and everything was constructed. Mm. Um, <clears throat> Radhakund is, is described as liquid prem, right? It is said the prem of Radha and Krishna is manifesting in those waters and uh, it is the most intimate place where Radha and Krishna uh, perform Ras Leelas and uh, Krishnadas Kaviraj Goswami has given an uh, extensive explanation in his Govinda Lilamrita of what uh, Radhakund is like. And he's saying that all these kunjas uh, were different, uh, different sakis, the Asta sakis have eight kunjas and there they are maintaining uh, meeting places for Radha and Krishna. Uh, kunjas means groves in the, in, with trees. The Vrindavan trees, they tend to be like like parasols, you can easily hide under them. And uh, it is said that uh, Champakalata has a, uh, a kunja where everything is golden. And uh, then it says that when Radha and Krishna meet there, then when the moon is bright, they are there and she's, she's with her golden complexion, complexion dressed in a golden dress and sits on a golden throne next to Krishna, who is Sham, uh, Shamasundra, who is blackish. So it looks as if Krishna is sitting alone on that throne and Radharani is sort of merging there. So Krishna does Kaviraj describes. Um, when Vrindavan became um, became targeted by Aurangzeb. There were many difficulties for the Vaishnavas. Um, prior to Aurangzeb, uh, Vrindavan had flourished, but uh, at one time it became very problematic and they were destroying temples and so on. And 
the Vaishnavas were sending all the deities out of Vrindavan. And in particular, the deities went to Rajasthan. Because Rajasthan had some uh, arrangement with Aurangzeb, that they, and even with previous generations of kings, they had an arrangement that uh, they would support the Muslim rulers with their military forces to fight the Afghans, who were competitors. So in this way, uh, Jaipur was a safe place. Aurangzeb never touched Jaipur. He couldn't because he needed the army. So that was a safe place for the deities. And all the deities, many of the major deities went to Jaipur, never came back. So that's why we also go to Jaipur. Uh, some deities, though, were hidden in, in the ground, uh, like uh, Nathji uh, Gopal, as, as he's called in the Chaitanya Charitamrita, and Gopal was uh, uh, revealed himself in a dream to Madhavendapuri, who excavated the deity from the earth, and in this way. Uh, but later that deity still left Vrindavan, and then the uh, Pusti mark, the followers of Vallabharacharya, took the deity, and uh, now they, the deity is in Natadwar, and uh, which is uh, um, a bit uh, of a distance. Uh, Jaipur is about uh, five, six hours drive from Vrindavan, and then another five, six hours is Natadwar. But there is an airport nearby in Udaipur, and you can fly there, and then it's only 35 kilometers. Uh, there's a beautiful palace there, but also this, the deity of Gopal from Madhavendapuri. Because the Vallabha, uh, the Vallabha line is worshipping Krishna in his Balya Rupa, in his form as a child. Um, there they worship him and they give him toys, and they have one form of Ladu Gopal, and they give him rattles and all kinds of toys to play with. Uh, but there is a, it's quite a nice service attitude. In that town, if you stay in any hotel in the town, they wake you up from Mongolarty. No matter what, you have to go. And when you come to the temple, then there are these men, they stand in front of the deities, and they have golden hats on golden topis, you know, like, and uh, they have a cloth and they beat everyone with the cloth and you have to bow down and they beat you till you bow down. So they make everyone fully bow down in front of the deities. Uh, and there, it's, there are a lot of Gujaratis because it's on the side of Gujarat who serve in that temple and they do, they're pious people. So they do a lot of service, and they have very big ladus there, and they are, they have some saffron and uh, and some dried fruit, and they're tasty ladus. And one ladu can feed a thousand people, or I would say one ladu can feed a thousand Indian people, and maybe two Westerners. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, in this way, it's, it's very nice to, uh, to go to these places.
And uh, this is part of our heritage. And it's important to connect with our heritage, to understand that our heritage uh, is coming to life when we are making these connections. Um, and uh, our relationship with Madhavendra Puri begins to develop. And, uh, well, it is mentioned in the uh, biographies of uh, about Chaitanya Mahaprabhu that whoever had a uh, had symptoms of Krishna Prem of the of the older generation, they had to have a relationship with Madhavendra Puri. Yeah, so that we can appreciate that if we also make a relationship with Madhavendra Puri, we might get some Prem. Right? Now, this is something that we uh, should pursue, yeah. wherever, like, yeah, so, therefore, we go to Natadwar. Not only just so, now I've seen that deity also, no, to get some prem from the mercy of Madhavendra Puri. Or, yeah, I went to the place of Naratam Dastakur in Bangladesh, where Naratam uh, found the love of God that Shaitanya Mahaprabhu had deposited. And when Naratam, who was very beautiful, he was had a bluish-blackish body with very long arms and lotus eyes. So Naratam was naturally reminding of Krishna, but when the love of God that was placed in the Patma River by Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu touched him, then Naratam turned golden. And his own mother didn't recognize him. Right? She said, no, no, that's not my son. He looks like my son, but mine is blackish. This one's gold. Mm-mm-mm. So, yeah, this, the love of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, and that means of Sri Mataradharani, entered into the heart of Naratam Dastaku. So all these kind of uh, connections are, are valuable uh, because through them we are connecting with the mercy. Uh, there are many ways to connect with the mercy. There's not one stereotype way. Uh, it's at the moment Vaisheshika Prabhu has for Kartik taken a vow to read the whole Chaitanya Charitamrita. Now that is quite something because the Chaitanya Charitamrita has uh, as as many as 62 chapters. So that's that's just a little bit over two chapters of reading a day. So I have heard he's reading six hours a day. Now, before Keshav Maharaj came, I was reading one chapter a day of the CC. And uh, it was not easy. Uh, two, two I didn't manage. One I was I was struggling. Anyway, Vaisheshika is Prabhu is very powerful. He has a very fixed consciousness, very transcendental. He is he has a very powerful physique. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, what shall we say? Uh, Krishna has empowered him particularly to reawaken 
book distribution in this movement. And he has a cent percent focus on book distribution. Uh, when you talk to him, it always comes to book distribution. Mm-hmm. You know, a re- real book distributors are like that. You know, you talk to them and then in the end, it's about book distribution. And, uh, yeah. And that is wonderful because it pierces the Maya bubble of people and just enters just into there, just out of the blue, right? The expression out of the blue means out of nowhere and it's related to the sky, out of the blue. But for us, out of the blue obviously means a little more because after all, the sky is blue because Krishna is blue, Srila Prabhupada explained. So out of the blue, it's just that mercy from Krishna enters into the life of the conditioned souls. So yeah, this is is uh, a great inspiration. Um, so to see all the all the Vaishnavas. Vrindavan in Kartik, yes, there are many Parikramas and there are many wonderful places and each place is invested with transcendental mercy. And we also uh, went a little before Kartik to such places and yesterday a little bit. Uh, from now on, I'll do it once a week. Uh, but uh, the most important uh, we find that Srila Prabhupada pointed out are the, are the sadhus that are in these places. And that's more important than places of pilgrimage. So to connect with the sadhus right? and going to the place uh, is, is in a way an excuse to connect with the sadhu. Right? So the sadhus are coming in. I had uh, Lokanath Maharaj for a visit and uh, Maharaj is very sweet and, uh, yeah, saying, well, I thought you would be in bed, you know. Uh, I said, no, Maharaj, I still have some life left in me. I still have some energy. He said, yeah. He said, so what are you doing, you know, to like as a cure, you know, are you doing nature cure? Are you doing yoga? Anyway, I explained to him that I have been a, a very good boy for uh, many years. Uh, that for the last six and a half years I have followed, or and longer actually, followed a murderous diet. And, uh, and that uh, I was every day doing power walks, serious walks, you know, one and a half hour, I was going to Ayurvedic hospitals to for cleansing, I was taking their medicine. So I did so many things. Uh, and, oh well, I said, well, Maharaj, it didn't work. They're all quacks. <laughs> what to do, you know. Uh, so anyway, whatever, it wasn't meant to be. Right, so uh, this is not 
the most fanatic phase in my life. But, you know, basically, Kitri is, uh, soupy Kitri is the basic meal, a few sabjis and, you know, like that. Nothing uh, too extravagant. Um, yeah. But, uh, you know, everyone has a cure and they really believe in it. You know, yesterday someone gave me a metal bracelet and, you know, it's a quantum bracelet and you have to wear this and, you know, and it just never ends, all these things, you know. I also have a quantum machine that gives, uh, you know, a Healy, right? You can Google that, you know, I've got it. And I've got a million other things, uh, lots of cures. So I think um, I'm well equipped at the moment. So no need to send me any cures. Uh, but uh, mercy, mercy is what I want much mercy your prayers yes those i want yeah uh tosi that has been offered to the deities yes i want purified ganga water yes i want uh, all those things we want anyway i, I, I think but overall my mood is now, leave it up to Krishna. Krishna decides. You know, there's no better medicine than Krishna's mercy. Right? There's nothing more powerful in this world than Krishna's mercy. So, uh, I think, let us take shelter there and let us try. Let us try to really be um, what Krishna wants us to be. Uh, not so easy, uh, because we are meant to be lovers of God. If the heart doesn't melt, it's still steel framed. Right? It's there's still residue of offense in the heart. So, uh, how to become offenseless in the chanting of the holy name? It's a huge adjustment. Right? We have to really. Uh, really become very kind, very humble, very generous, truly a servant. Um, anyway, I'm thinking about such things. And not only for myself, but also for you. Huh? I'm also, I'm thinking for myself, but I'm thinking for you at the same time. Huh? And, uh, so, when I received this news that uh, my health was, uh, yeah, that I had serious health problems, then, uh, okay, I, I wasn't uh, so intimidated by the whole thing because I thought, well, Krishna is very kind and very merciful. So Krishna will surely uh, accept me. So uh, I'll ask him to forgive my uh, mistakes and ask him to accept me. And, uh, yeah, 
mistakes are many, huh? sometimes unnecessary anger. There's necessary anger, but what about unnecessary anger? Just because somebody annoys me or something like that. Of course, you may say, well, if they annoy you, maybe it's necessary that they get a little anger over on their head. And there may be some truth to that, but then again, sometimes I think, in hindsight, I should have been more tolerant. Yeah. So I can make a long list of should have been, could have been, uh, would have been, uh, in my uh, book, uh, Kirtanya Sadahari, which is on the bookshelf, and Radesha is going to the middle of the glass shelves and takes one out and gives it to me. Uh, thank you very much. Yeah, I, I also uh, have... Um, Have that one. Let me just see. Uh-huh. Mm, one second, I have to find it. Yeah, it's the uh, if I would be honest one. If I would be honest, I could be humble. If I would be honest, and admit that I have no special qualities, that I am full of fault and have no devotion, then I could chant all the time. Now I can't. If I would be humble and tolerant, then maybe I could attract Krishna. Rupa and Sanatana's extraordinary humility was more than the Lord could tolerate. I'm proud of achievements, qualities and possessions, that I don't really have. They're only lent to me and will be taken by time. All these false attributes distract me. If only I could be humble, I could take shelter of Krishna and chant all the time. I'm nothing, Satsarup said. You're not nothing but something, Prabhupada retorted. But you are not what you think you are. If only I could be a servant of my spiritual master, of Krishna and the Vaishnavas, maybe then I could chant Hare Krishna. Can you pray for me that I will improve? Dark corners. I stepped on people's toes. I didn't care about the Vaishnavas' thoughts or feelings. I thought that I was right. I was getting things done for Prabhupada and Krishna. Now years have passed. I've asked for forgiveness where I could, but I'm still carrying feelings of guilt in my heart. How can I ever chant with pure love when there are still dark corners in my heart, casting their shadow? Oh, Vaishnavas, please forgive me. Please give me another chance. All these reflections, and as you can see, I've given it to you, years ago. Huh? These reflections are, are not just entertainment. It is not just transcendental entertainment and what, what next far out thing is there. Huh? These are uh, 
These are meditation. Mm. I was immature, I said. We are always immature, Carter Davy Darcy, ACBSP replied. That made sense. I have remembered it ever since. To chant with maturity is to is recognizing and respecting Guru, Sadhu, and Shastra. It means bringing the most exalted principles of the topmost reality, spiritual reality, down onto my dealings in human society. It, re it means reaching up and bringing it back down. I used to stay and serve in Vrindavan. One day, Tamal Krishnamaraj told me, you don't know how fortunate you are. Then my pride did not allow me to fully embrace this statement. Can I now have the humility to acknowledge in my heart that Maharaj was right? In my heart. Yeah. Once you chant the holy name in a humble state of mind, then one can chant always Kirtanya Sadahari. Maturity means we have to learn thoroughly from the many lessons of life. Bhagavatam says that a sadhu is thoroughly honest, a fully dedicated <sighs> instrument of the absolute truth, despite all shortcomings. So, there are the lessons of life. We don't only get it from the books, we also get it through life. Huh? The maturity is, is there in understanding the, uh, the conclusions of the scripture. It's very interesting. Um, because scriptures <coughs> are making it very clear. Um, we should not, uh, milk that has been touched by the lips of the snake should not be drunk. So we should not hear from non-devotees. I remember there was one person who said, I will not hear from any, any Bhagavatam classes in the temple. I will not go there. I'll stay in my room and I'll listen to lectures of Prabhupada. Because they are guaranteed pure. So that's what he decided. Okay? But then, of course, uh, Nice that you're listening to the lectures of Prabhupada and maybe one day you will hear Srila Prabhupada say is that we should hear the lectures from the Vaishnavas, right? So then you can take the next instruction and hear from the Vaishnavas and, and hear how they present Krishna consciousness. The same point that we've read a thousand times over and the same point that we interpreted in the same way a thousand times over. That same point may be presented in, in a different way by another speaker who just read it a little different. And suddenly think, wow, I never thought of it like that. And so, uh, and so, we gradually learn more and more. We learn from the Vaishnavas. And we begin to see that it is not about he who can quote most slokes, 
but that it's about dedication, commitment, and ultimately about service. Um, yesterday we were on the Parikrama and suddenly Pritu Prabhu was also, had also joined us. So, uh, it was nice to, uh, give Pritu the opportunity to, uh, um, to speak. And when it came to slokas, he said, you know, I'm 76, you know, it cannot be expected that I, uh, I remember all these things now. Yeah. Yeah. 76. Oh. He saw Mahavishnu Swami, 77, on, uh, on Padhyatra, and we drove past, and the, uh, together with Parasaram. Parasaram goes on bullock carts in Vrindavan every year to the villages. And what they do is they do Harinam, Prasadam distribution. And at night, they have these uh, mosquito nets that are self-standing, you know, like little arches, and you just go in your little mosquito net tent, and they just sleep somewhere outside in the village. In the morning, find a pump somewhere, and, you know, take bath, the village way, you know. And said, totally at the mercy of the villagers yeah? and Krishna. Well, that's uh, it's quite a program. So Mahavishnu Swami, 77 years old, went on the program. I drove past yesterday, I saw the cart, and Mahavishnu Swami was sort of sprawled out in the back. He was totally finished. So I didn't bother him. You know, I greeted the other devotees and said, Varshara said, Mahavishnu Swami is in the back. I said, just, just let him, let him be, you know, just let him be. It looks like he needs a little downtime, uh, you know, but he does it. He does it. He's a phenomenon, something extraordinary, just, just incredible. I'm not talking about his head, although that's also extraordinary <laughs> and also in a way incredible, but I'm talking about going to Congo. Congo is a tough place in Africa. Congo, there's lots of machine guns. Congo, there's Ebola. Congo, there's lots of fun. Uh, who wants to go to Congo? You know, like, uh, she and Maharaj is preaching in Congo. And his hat maybe saved his life. <laughs> and the bells on his shoes. Huh? May, it's very shrewd. Strategy, preaching strategy. He comes in, looks harmless. Meanwhile, just an iron will, right? An iron will chant, chant, chant. Very strongly, wants everyone to chant. And uh, so, you know, I have often mentioned that uh, the pastimes of Lord Chaitanya did not end 500 years ago. I have mentioned that the mission of Lord Chaitanya did not complete after Lord Chaitanya left the planet. It continued after that. And uh, the various Goswamis were carrying the mission. And it is said that uh, first, Raghunath Das was the Mahant after Mahaprabhu left. It was Raghunath Das. Nichananda left shortly after. Right? Raghunath Das was the Mahant. 
and John of Amata was greatly respected. And then later Jiva Goswami became the Mahant, right? And yeah, then we carry on. Then there's Krishna Das, Kaviraj Goswami, the longest survivor who, who just comes out with his, his book, uh, Chaitanya Charitamrita. And by then, uh, all the conclusions of Krishna consciousness are now established in the Chaitanya Charitamrita. So yeah, the Chaitanya Charitamrita, Srila Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur says, is the one book from which everything can be restored. Um, in ISKCON, sometimes it's considered to be radioactive, something you don't read, because it's the postgraduate study, it's the first read Bhagavad Gita, small books, and then the Bhagavatam. And of course, you never manage to finish all that. Yes. Um, and some are stuck in the third canto, and, uh, and that's it for this life. No. No. Um, Krishna Kshetra Swami, he had a standard that anybody who wants to be, who wants first initiation, must have read the entire Bhagavatam. Well, okay. Uh, I'm a little more liberal, but after the first initiation, I want you to read the entire Bhagavatam. And if after the, sec the second one you still haven't read it, then uh, something is not really uh, right then it's time for some changes in life, some reorganization. Then we get too much caught up in the external. Huh? And we have to withdraw ourselves to an extent from this, uh, from the preoccupation with the material world. Becoming a devotee means we cannot engage just as much with the material energy as a, uh, as a materialist. That's not our business. We have, Prabhupada says, life is like hardwood and you have to carve Krishna out of it. So in this way, um, and Krishna will help. Ananyas chintiyantumam yejana paryupasati tesamijabhyutanam yogakseem abhaham He'll carry what we lack, preserve what we have. So there's no, uh, it's not, an impossible task, right? Sometimes we give up before we begin, you know, because I can't do this, I can't do it. But then we are not calculating the mercy and empowerment of Krishna. Krishna can empower us to do things that we cannot do. So we're seeking such empowerment. Um, Yesterday, we also spoke about Narada Muni as the uh, empowered jiva, an empowered incarnation of the Lord, and how the divine energy of the Lord was manifesting through him to such an extent that he got a spiritual body, he's moving around in a spiritual body, and so on, and so on. And he's the spiritual master of so many. So we are... Uh, reflecting on empowerment. Srila Bhaktivinoda Thakur in his Amrita Prabhaha Bhashya says, empowerment is 
means to be empowered with the uh, uh, chit shakti, the knowledge potency, and the ananda shakti, the happiness potency. So these two things, I mean, ultimately, it's our life centers around transcendental knowledge. Um, Krishna consciousness uh, is not an artificial imposition of the mind, Srila Prabhupada said. Uh, it's rather, it is, it is a science. It is fully realizing uh, the knowledge of the scripture. So yes, um, this is, this is next, to read, to read the books, following the footsteps of, okay, Vaisheshika Prabhu can read two chapters a day. I did one for a while. Uh, so how many are you going to do? Uh, something. Three? <laughs> Only nine hours of reading. Or one is not bad. Or half, even half a chapter is pretty good. Uh, half a chapter is also uh, enough to get absorbed, enough to, uh, for the transcendental sound <clears throat> to remain in our consciousness. Sravanam, Kirtanam, Smaranam, uh, hearing, chanting, and remembering. This is the Bhagavad Vidi. So this transcendental sound, it's not memorizing. It's not, memorizing is good, you know, but it's not about that. It's about uh, adjusting our life according to this knowledge and making it our own. Right? That's what it's about. It's not learning some lesson, you know, and this is the summary of such and such, you know, chapter. Very nice, you can give the summary. But now, did we embrace it? Did we adjust our life accordingly? And, and so, did it become part of us? That is really what the reading of Bhagavatam and the reading of scripture is about. It's meant that this sound is gone. Sound is is, is problem. Sound, sound, sound. Sound is back. All right. So it is smaranam. It is assimilating. It is about absorption and about seeing uh, the world through the Bhagavatam and about uh, entering into relationships of the basis of the Bhagavatam, Chaitanya Charitamrita. <clears throat> so, yeah, <clears throat> and Bhagavad Gita. Hmm. Anyway, all these kind of things <clears throat> I want to uh, emphasize because we have to go to work. <laughs> it's not like uh, we just have to be there, you know, and, and we just have to be initiated. And can I have second initiation, please, please, please? But you've only been initiated for two months. And now you want second. Do you have a bhakti shastri? No, I don't have a bhakti shastri. Uh, do you do you have have you developed the qualities of the mode of goodness at least a bit? Uh, well, yeah, sure. Hmm. 
then maybe you should wait a little longer um, until you're not so sure. Um, yeah, I don't want to give all these cheap initiations, you know. Yes, in the, in the, on the mercy wave, I gave some, but that's why now after, right? Now I want you to read. Now I want you to read the whole Bhagavatam and the Chaitanya Charitamrita. Yes. And not only the Bhagavad Gita. And to make that effort. Yeah. And the audiobooks as well. So I think if you do that, and if in this period, which is a little difficult, because this is the period where your spiritual master has some diag- diagnosis, right, which is not a, a nice one. So it does create some unrest. It does create like a sense of how are we going to carry on? Uh, what's going to happen? And therefore I'm saying, now there's an urgency. Now we should read more than, there's more urgency than ever. Because if, it, if we take shelter in scripture, then uh, we'll be so much stronger. Yeah. And then we'll be able to carry on and, uh, and remain strong. So it's not a, just a, a luxury. It's, uh, it's self-preservation. You need it. Okay, looks cold in the West. It's, uh, everyone has big jackets and things, and here it's like, uh, it's hot again. It's like, uh, we are melting. Uh, not as bad as it was, but still pretty warm. Matras parsas to kontia sitos asukadukana. Anyway, we tolerate. We tolerate. We tolerate the material world. We're never going to fix it. Yeah. Uh, so many, uh, so many stories, sadness about the material world. Um, yeah. Ah, you know. It means we have too high expectations of the material world. When we become sad about what the material energy gives us, then it just means our expectations are too high. You know? We think, yeah, what did you expect? Did you think they're going to be happy in the material world? No way. Not possible. Yeah, we get something, but it goes, it goes away quick also. Uh, and there can be a couple, and there's love, and there's music playing, and everything. But then, you know, in the end, it's hand in hand, bone in bone, skin in skin. You know, it's just like no flesh left, just old age, two skeletons still trying to enjoy. Yeah. So... Time, yeah, that's what it is. So, you know, let's be realistic and let us see time 
and let us see that uh, no point in building up material dreams. Some people are dreamers. They hope and hope and say, well, but it can be true. It can be. Yes, it can be. Of course it can be. But is it so important? It's everything to me. That's the mistake. Your material dream is not everything. Your material dream may bring you happiness or it may bring you frustration. That we'll see. But the material dream will, is a sandcastle. It, it won't stay. So forget the material dreams. Yeah, that's why I took sannyas. I said, forget it. I'm not going to do this anymore. I'm not going there. And why did I take sannyas? To inspire you to also do it. Right? That a sannyasi takes sannyas to inspire others to say, this material world, it's not going to work. It cannot be fixed. It doesn't make sense to believe in it. Right? Oh, forget it. Even material love, right? What is it compared to real love? How shallow? How shallow? Oh. And we can see. Oh. That love is not so deep, you know. Oh. Well, you know, happy to have a vacation from the marriage or from the kids. Yay, you know, of course we love them to death, but it's also good to just be free for a couple of days. That's not Mother Yasoda, right? She cannot be separated from Krishna for a, for a second, you know. For the gopis, one moment is like 12 years or more. So, it's a totally different level. Anyway, the material dream. Bye. Bye. Yeah, and let's just go for the Krishna, Krishna conscious dream. Yeah? Yes. Become a pure devotee. Let's try. Let's try to become a pure devotee. Um, I want all my disciples to become pure devotees. That's it. I didn't give you initiation just to give you a new name. I gave you initiation because I want you to be a pure devotee. That's it. Otherwise, I would have never given it to you. Never. Right? And everything else, please get rid of it. I'll give you some time, I understand. It cannot do it in uh, just in a moment. It, it may take time to build up a momentum, to build up good sadhana, to build up service, take responsibility, but let's do all that. And let's do something for this moment. Okay, I see uh, it's time for the questions, so click on your hands and uh, let some hands go up. Yep, hands are coming. And uh, of course some people always click and some never click. Can the never clickers also click? Today, <laughs> if you're, I mean, why doesn't it click between you and me? That's what I want to know. Yeah, somehow or other, it doesn't click. But uh, you know, can you just please 
uh, click and ask some, uh, some intelligent questions. That'd be very, very nice. So I'm starting with uh, Tulsi. Hare Krishna Maharaj. We are a bunch of boys here, and Sanjay he has a question. You're a bunch of boys, and is it Nadia, did you say? Sanjay. Sanjay. Oh. Okay. Nadia Pakash. Huh? This is Sanjay. Oh, it's Sanjay, yes. Hare Krishna. Sorry, Maharaj, for it. No, <laughs> it's okay. You, you, you always... Uh, okay. My question is about like developing detachment because otherwise we think that the dream is very important. And Vedveta Maharaj said a few days ago that Prabhupada said six times a week we eat simple and sumptuous and one time a week we eat opulent. But all the time, every day, we get all this rasagulas and sandesh and puris and samosas and this and that and that. And it's also Krishna Prasadam. So, but at the same time, it seems to keep us hooked in, in our central consciousness. So what to think about it and what to do with it? Lord Chaitanya said, this is for the householders. And the renunciants, like, give, give me some rice and some sak, right? No, he was a sannyasi. He said, give me some rice and some spinach. Then uh, amongst householders, there are different types of householders. Some, some householders are renounced and some are more involved with the world. So we can situate ourselves. But at the same time, if we don't take any sweets, yes, uh, you know, then we may look for some material sweetness somewhere else, right? The sweet also gives us some immediate satisfaction of the senses, sugar. And then, you know, it's prasadam, it also purifies us. We may, to be honest, more interested in the sweet side than in the prasadam side, but we get purified by it. So, best is take a little, you know, take little, don't go excessive, but take something, you know, something. Then we are getting the purification, because it's all Mahapasadam. Even, even the sugar, it's Mahapasadam sugar. So it's extra sweet. It brings another level of sweetness. So I think, yeah, a balance, a balance. Not artificial renounce, renunciation, but also not uh, eating too, uh, too opulent. But Chaitanya Mahaprabhu does say the householders can eat the paneer butter masala and all these kind of rich, rich things. Yeah. So, very good. Yeah. Okay, next. Um, yeah. Okay, well, let's start with Krishna Kirtan and then go down the line. Hi Krishna. Um, so this point you raised about dark corners was very interesting. Um, um, there's been instances where I lost my question and then make the comment. 
how do we find a balance between seeking forgiveness from people where we may have trampled on them in the name of doing service or getting the job done versus just trying to get more involved in Krishna consciousness and hoping that Krishna arranges the forgiveness to come. Yeah. Uh, okay. The comment is that, okay. Uh, I just wanted to give one point on the context, Maharaj, is that even even in senior devotees' lives, sometimes they we've discussed this that even they feel that there's some people, Vaishnavas, that aren't kind of forgiving them after many, many years of service mm -hmm. and opportunities. So it gives me a little doubt that sometimes are you just supposed to accept it won't work out? You know, we should not be afraid to uh, to apologize, especially if we were uh, very strong and, and in our dealings. Uh, insensitive to others and uh, in the name of service um, so that's important um, we see that Srila Prabhupada at the end of his life was asking for forgiveness for if he inadvertently uh, offended someone in the cause of his preaching um, now uh, we have to uh, but there are others who are constantly asking for forgiveness. Every time you see Prabhu, Prabhu Maharaj, please forgive me, please forgive me for my offenses. And finally you say, look, you know, there's only one offense you make, you eternally ask for forgiveness <laughs> again and again, you know, can you stop it? Uh, it's getting too much, you know, too much. So um, there has to be a balance there. And we need some, uh, if we have difficulty in finding that balance, then let us be guided by senior Vaishnavas. They'll tell us, well, this is all right. But here, yes. So when in doubt, consult. Just a follow on if I can. It, it seems that when you, when you go to somebody saying, can you have forgiveness uh, to apologize? It seems, as the other person's feeling to become to become a better Vaishnava, that they're just going to say yes, yes, kind of, and but then how do you know it's actually resolved? Anyway, there are many ways you can can try and say it. Like you know, you can uh, you can go into the situation, say like you know, uh, yeah, we we have to first take some ownership, right, and say, look, you know, I I have a strong nature, a lot of pita and a lot of fire, and I tend to uh, uh, sometimes release that on other people. And I, I, I appreciate that, that uh, when you're on the receiving end, it can be very difficult. And I feel that in my dealings with you, I've sometimes done that. And now in hindsight, I regret that. And I'm, I'm looking at that. And yeah, I, I'm looking for your blessings you know like that it may sound better than Prabhu can you forgive me for my offense right so you have to get a little more personal than just saying can you forgive me for my offense um, okay dear devotees I can carry on but I need a few minute uh, break you know in in the bath so if you hold on I'm just now on the way back meanwhile um, Hare Krishna.
Meanwhile, uh, Gormahan will sit here for a moment and entertain you. He's very entertaining. <laughs> <laughs> Don't laugh. <laughs> Please forgive me for my offenses. <laughs> Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. Nitai, can you bring my chatter? Hare Krishna. Next. Yes, go ahead. Hare Krishna, Guru. Great text of the humble obeisances. Gurudev, this is Karthik and uh, I've been fortunate to get some opportunities to go around and preach to new people. Um, well, I know, I mean, you know, in the very first meeting, you can't make them devotees. I totally understand that. But what what are some things that, you know, I can tell them to just plant that seed uh, and, and create that sense of urgency? Um, because there's so much from science of self-realization. I'm like, okay, do I say this? Do I say this? Do I say that? But I don't know I mean, what clicks. So what are the three good things that we can tell them compulsorily? What can we tell people? Well, obviously, we tell them the, the message of Krishna consciousness. And we try to do that in a way that is relevant for them. We see how book distributors would ask people about their background, you know. And when someone would say on the street, I'm a military man, then they would say, oh, Arjuna is also a military man. Or if someone uh, was a doctor, then they would say, yes, Krishna is also just like a doctor. They would try to make it relevant. Now, that was a simple way of trying to make it relevant. But we have to inquire from people. We have to show interest in them and what's going on in their lives. And then... <clears throat> We find out what interests them. Then we take a part of Krishna consciousness that is relevant to them. Then we'll get them. But if you just sit there like a tape recorder and you start to just rattle off a lesson, the three points that you present to a new person, you know, number one, number two, number three, they run away. They say, get out of here. Yeah, We don't want to talk to you. You have to be a real human being and just inquire and show interest in them. Make real relationships. Like when you're Indian, how do you, how do you preach to Westerners? The first answer is stop being Indian. You know, hey, yes, you know, it is very nice that you are here today and we are here doing the, the prayer. Ah, you know, based on the Bhagavad Gita, you know Bhagavad Gita. You know, I mean, come on, give us a break, you know. Uh, be a modern person. You're speaking to modern people. So how do we deal with the, with, with the modern way of life? Where life is so fast. Such a high pace now. 
What if we would just live in a more natural way, a bit slower? Would that be better? I mean, there are many questions we can ask people depending on what interests them. So that's the art. You have to engage and inquire and then connect with their life. Hare Krishna. Okay, Venuya. <clears throat> Hare Krishna, Dibhumas. Please accept my humble obeisances. Uh, I bought um, two days ago the Shri Prema Bhakti Chandrika from Srila Narutam, Das Thakur, and in the introduction. Is mentioned uh, the only book Srila Gora Kishodas Babaji carried with him was Sri Prema Bhakti Chandrika. Srila Bhakti Siddhanta Sarva. Hmm? Babaji Maharaj could not read, so he had some devotees yeah, read it out to him. It's not very interesting that he carried always his book with, <laughs> with huh? So. Can then, you hear me? Yeah. Yeah, but and, you're not saying and, anything. Um, regarding, my, uh, regarding my question, Srila Bhakti Siddhanta Sarasvatakwa instructed all his disciples to daily read Sri Prema Bhakti Chandrika. And when asked about how to develop love of Godhead, Srila Gorkishore Das Babaji instructed go to the marketplace with five Anas and purchase two books, uh, Pritana and Sri Prema Bhakti Chandrika. By Srila Naratam Das Thakur, read them daily and you will develop love of Krishna. Uh, my, my request relates to how to deal with all these uh, um, daily reading recommendations. We don't step over the present Acharyas. And although we, we read the Prema Bhakti Chandrika, Srila uh, Prabhupada didn't tell us to read Prema Bhakti Chandrika every day, although he made us sing the uh, in Guru Puja, he made us sing a song from the Prema Bhakti Chandrika. But Srila Prabhupada particularly translated all these books, isn't it? And, he, and, he, and his main mission, he said, was the Bhagavatam. So although Prema Bhakti Chandrika is something uh, we read, Prabhupada wanted us to particularly read the Bhagavatam. So that's our main reading, the Bhagavatam. And then Chaitanya Charitamrita is an extension from the Bhagavatam. So, uh, so, yeah, my understanding is let us read sometimes Prema Bhakti Chandrika, but let us read every day Srimad Bhagavatam. Yeah. So we, don't, we, we go to the later, the last Acharya. We don't go back to the previous Acharyas. Srila Bhakti Siddhanta said also we should first read the Chaitanya Bhagavat and then we can read the Chaitanya Charitamrita and then we can read the Bhagavatam. Now, that's for the Bengalis, right? From his time, because they already knew Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. So he gave them a particular reading curriculum which was relevant to them, but not to us. To us, Bhagavad Gita first, Bhagavatam, Chaitanya Charitamrita and some smaller books. But, you know, we see that Srila Prabhupada, yes, he gave us the song, right? And that's forever 
uh, there in our life. But he didn't translate. He didn't translate the book for us. Yeah. He, he translates. He, he went for Rupa Goswami's books because we are Rupanugas. Upadesha, Amrita, Nectar, Tia Untavaisum, Bhakti Rasamrita Sindhu, Nectar de Hingaba. Yes, all these kind of books uh, Prabhupada emphasized. So we stay with that. But sometimes you look at Prema Bhakti Chandrika. Yeah, thank you. Uh, you. You said uh, you want uh, that we that we disciples become pure devotees, and uh, my experience is that this uh, this purification process is very intense, and for me it's a lot up up and down, uh, physically and emotionally. Uh, especially here in Vrindavan, I have this feeling I come unto my limit of tolerance of this purification yeah. process. Yeah. Yeah. Is, yeah, there, is there any hope that, that there will be some balance or can I give up this? That's why it is said that staying in the Holy Dham is, in, in the earlier stages of bhakti, is not meant to be full time. We go to the Dham on a pilgrimage and then we return home. And there we will, you know, just in our own stable life, carry on with our bhakti and then later we come back again to the Dham because yes, Uh, the Dham is austere. There's a lot of purification in Vrindavan. And, uh, yeah, it can be intense purification sometimes. Like that. So staying in the Dham all the time, especially Vrindavan, uh, because it's also known as Tapu Bhumi, is, you know, the land of uh, austerity, is not always easy. So, sometimes we just need to go back back to the the world that we know and then carry on from there. Okay, I'll move on. Trino. Hare Krishna. Trino. Hare Krishna Maharaj. Hare Krishna Trino. Um, if I feel that I've been through an experience, a life-altering experience, like a medical condition. And it's caused me to get a wake-up call in my Krishna consciousness. And I feel that I've been slacking off in the past. Mm. What would be advice to me on the next step to make yeah. some progress, well, serious well. progress? So the wake-up call is, uh, is Krishna, who wants us to be more serious. And uh, so... When we go through some difficult health situation, it can be a wake-up call. And then uh, it must translate into more commitment in Krishna consciousness. So it's time, time now to take advantage of this. You got your wake-up call, now make more, more commitment. You know, get, get more serious about Krishna consciousness. Chant, read, Take initiation, all these things. Yeah. Study the scripture, become learned. Put Krishna first, and then the rest is also there. Okay, I take two more questions and then I stop.
Hare Krishna Guru Maharaj. Uh, Guru Maharaj, it's regarding that uh, initially you were talking about a uh, few deities and were taken to Jaipur from uh-huh. Vrindavan. So, uh, so out of those deities, uh, Guru Maharaj, where you recommend that uh, one, sh- one must visit those as well? Uh, the Goswami deities are the deities in Jaipur that are very important. So, there's Radha Govinda, Radha Gopinath, these deities came directly from Vrindavan. And these are major deities. And we, uh, because it is said that Madan Mohan, Govindaji, and Gopinath are the three worshipable deities of the Gaudiya Vaishnavas. So two of our most worshipable deities are in Jaipur and Madan Mohan are in Karoli. So we need to visit these deities. Then there are additional deities that we can also visit, like uh, uh, Radhavinod, the deities of Lokanath Goswami or Radhamadava, the deities of Jayadev Goswami. So like that, there are some major Gaudiya deities in Jaipur. And uh, so when we go there, we should, should visit these, these places. And Guru Maharaj, you also referred about the one uh, deity in Nath Dwara, and Nath Sinachi. Yes. Yes. So, because one of their actually followers, actually I met him here and he was asking me to actually come to their temple. So, I invited them, but should we visit? Yes, visit, visit. Yes, I said, you can connect with Madhav and the Puri's mercy. Yes, I've been. Yes. And now it's easy, you can fly to Udaipur. Yeah, it's and only so 35 kilometers. Yes, sure. Very easy. Uh, you, you were... Uh, sorry, Mara. No, Very easy. Yes. And Mara, you were reading from the realization uh, in that Kirtanya Sadahari. So, it was just out of curiosity that uh, in the second end was uh, when the name of Karata Devi Dasi is written and it is some abbreviation. Is that ACBSP? Yeah. yeah. What does it? What does that stand for? ACBSP stands for AC Bhaktivedanta Swami Prabhupada. So the disciples of Srila Prabhupada, they have sometimes these uh, these abbreviations behind their names, so that we can recognize that they are disciples of Prabhupada. ACBSP. Mm. Thank you so much, Guru Oh, okay, okay. All right, the last is the ladies from Czech Republic. Hare Krishna. Yes. I just received a transcendental messenger from Vrindavan. Yeah. Well, we are here sitting in Prague, and like today, we were just eight devotees in the morning program, Harinamandir, in Prague with a populace of 1.2 million. So I've been wondering for the last month how to increase the number of devotees, new people coming, like the recipe for some city preaching or specifically Prague preaching, because it's been pity, I think. Srila Prabhupada's program is the main program. Then we can try some uh, other techniques, you know. Um, But first of all, chanting and books are the foundation of, of our preaching, Pasadam. Then, additionally, um, 
We may preach to the educated class. We may try to preach in universities if we can. Uh, we can preach to young people because they are not so stuck in their lives. So it will be easier for them to, uh, to commit themselves to Krishna. Like that. Um, the, the basic program is still the same program. Hearing, chanting, book distribution, prasadam, and then sometimes we can package it a little bit different. Nowadays, education is fa fashionable, courses. So we package the hearing and chanting like a course. Yeah. And even get a degree. Yeah. These things are possible. But it's basically the same substance. Hearing, chanting. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to escape now. I thank you all. It is very nice to see you online. And I hope you're all uh, really well. And, uh, yeah, we uh, just, uh, you will see more online every once in a while. Yeah, not every day. Gets a bit too much for me, you know. But every once in a while, I'll re-emerge. And uh, so stay posted and looking forward to, uh, to stay connected with you all. Hare Krishna.